I'm all about building communities, celebrating unique journeys, and sharing stories about the paths people have taken to enter the tech industry. Join me as we explore the skills my guests have learned in their prior jobs, schooling, or life experiences, and how they apply them to their current roles in tech. My guest today is a self-taught iOS developer who made the switch from a professional sales career and now sits as a software engineer at Yelp. He believes anyone can learn to program. They just have to put in the time and effort. I was one of those people who stood in Walmart and tried to sell you DirecTV. Oh, uh, no. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. So yes. I, I was that person. And oh. I mean, on any given day, I would speak to anywhere between 150 and 250 people a day. Yeah. Right? I and you can imagine how many no's you get, right? I'm your host, Lauren Lee, and this is We Belong Here, Lessons from Unconventional Paths to Tech. His name is Alan Weary. Alan, welcome to We Belong Here. Hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate being here and you inviting me first off. So thank you so much. Oh, of course. Yeah, really looking forward to chatting today. So I suppose let's start at the beginning, shall we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you tell me more about the experiences that you had before you entered the tech industry? I'll say I I, I don't want to go as far back as just college in general, um, sure. but I, I at least for this. But uh, after college, I or at the end of college, I graduated with a psychology degree. And Psych. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome field. Learned a lot. Loved some classes, hated some classes, kind of just like everybody, right? <laughs> um, yeah, of course. Of course. And I thought that I would go to graduate school, but I, in my last semester, I decided that I'd start working really quickly, uh, just get some extra money. Uh, and mm -hmm. that job was in sales, essentially. And so that was, I was working at a company called Joseph A. Bank, and I was selling menswear items. So like oh, yeah. suits, ties, you know, pocket squares. And I found sure. that I, I really enjoyed this, right? Uh, really helping people, you know, up their style game, essentially. <laughs> so, sure. so yeah, I, I kind of fell in love with love with the sales process, essentially. There, uh, my next mm -hmm. job wasn't my favorite job, but it it helped me learn how to take rejection. So. For those that have, have seen these people before, I was one of those people who stood in Walmart and tried to sell you DirecTV. Oh, uh, no. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. So yes. I, I was that person. And oh. I mean, on any given day, I would speak to anywhere between 150 and 250 people a day. Oh, yeah. I right? And you can imagine how many no's you get, right? But 150 of them are probably like, yeah, okay, thanks. Have a good day. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. and, and so that, that really helps you work on, I guess, just introduction, right? Introducing yourself, you know, yep. getting people's attention. Mm -hmm. That elevator pitch of like, hey, hi, what's up? <laughs> yeah. Hey, quick question, right? And I, you know, mm -hmm. it stops people in their tracks. Um, and so yep. I, while I don't think that was my it, well, it definitely wasn't my favorite job. I learned a lot. <laughs> I learned a whole lot. Um, Absolutely. I mean, dealing with rejection, you know, just introducing yourself, uh, getting getting and holding people's attentions, how to manage the tone of your voice as you're speaking. 
right? Mm, uh, yeah. And then my <laughs> next job, that was my favorite job. And that was my last job in sales, which was at a company called Polymer Shapes. And we sold plastic tube rod sheet uh, film material. So if you think about your windows and, you know, you have a glass window and it breaks, you know, sometimes you might just need something really quick to place in there. And, you know, sure. I would sell plexiglass to people, right? I would sell materials like polycarbonate, uh, which is a little bit stronger than plexiglass, you know, and I would sell to industrial engineering companies who may be trying to replace uh, their metal parts with plastic, or I might be selling to a production company filming in Atlanta who needs something for signage, like some type of display, or maybe okay. they're going to be breaking something. And, you know, or so for example, Fast and Furious, uh, one of the production teams that was on that, on that film, you know, bought material for us. And usually they would replace like all those breaking glass type scenes with plexiglass. Oh, I see. Thing, oh, well, that's it's, interesting. It's not as dangerous, huh. right, when it breaks. So I, while the idea of just selling plastic probably is not fun to people, it, it doesn't <laughs> sound fun at all, right? It's it's really the customers that you have and finding out what they were doing with it that was yeah. so incredible, so incredible. Creative I mean, problem solving and yeah. using your imagination in really unexpected ways, it sounds like. Exactly, exactly. And then finding out like when the Super Bowl came to Atlanta, Georgia, like finding out you had customers that were buying material for you to do displays at the Super Bowl. It's like, what? That's so oh, yeah, awesome. That <laughs> so I yeah. And that. then after that, that was the last job before I ended up getting my job in uh, in software engineering at Yelp. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we'll take, tell me about that journey piece of it. Um, you know, how did you decide then to learn to code and how exactly did you learn it? So with this portion, now I'll go back to, to, to okay. the college portion, uh, portion. So my cousin told me that I should learn how to program. I kind of had the interest in it, but I, I I think I just needed some type of push, right? And then, so my cousin was like, yeah, okay. you should you should learn programming. And so my sophomore year of college, I started building like websites. I started just doing oh. websites for small uh, organizations. I also threw events in college. So I would do like event websites, et cetera. Cool. And I, I liked it, but, you know, I, I at that time I knew like that's not what I want to do. Uh, you know, I, I kind of want to pursue this psychology thing. Mm -hmm. But again, I like it. But also, I, I know that I'm not going to get that CS degree, right? The computer science degree. So why right. even waste my time trying to? And that, yeah. And it yeah. feels like that's a requirement. So it's like, yeah. well, I'm, I am I like the psych stuff that I'm studying and I don't want to let that piece go. And so then, okay, there's no path to it. Yeah. I think that that's exactly. a really fair kind of narrative that a lot of us have. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And um, and I, I guess that's sort of part of the imposter syndrome that I, I started feeling because I like I yeah. built stuff, right? I, I knew I built stuff I, and they totally. were they were decent, right? And I think the whole thing mm -hmm. of imposter syndrome is feeling like you're you're inadequate, even though there's proof that you're not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
And so coming up for reasons why you don't belong, even though you are building websites, you're building, you know, uh, these event websites and just things that people are actually using. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Super relatable. And and then, so I, I, I'm still doing this, but then junior year comes and I'm just like, "Ah, I'll do something else. And then randomly I decided to pick up Ruby. And it's, well, it's not so random. It's because I had a conversation with my cousin again, and he's like, you should mm-hmm. learn Python. And one of his buddies at his housewarming was like, no, you should learn Ruby. And unfortunately, <sighs> his buddy had a better like argument for why I should learn Ruby. <laughs> That's um, funny. It's so funny to hear how people pick what, because it's almost out of the hat, right? Yeah. And it just depends on who tells you or, you know, whatever curriculum you can Google and whichever has better SEO almost. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I will say oh, I wish I would have listened to my my cousin, but I decided to learn Ruby. All right. And then I was building, you know, just websites back in the back in the back inside of websites. So I was using Ruby on Rails. And sure. And let's go back even further though. How yeah. were you learning Ruby at that moment? Were you so, Googling, kind of taking courses and that sort of thing? Yeah, it was it was all courses, uh books that I would find. Yeah. Um, okay. For you know, relatively low cost. Like I wasn't trying to buy the most expensive book, right? Like I no, 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 no. yeah. (laughs) Especially Um, when there are free resources online or more affordable ones. It's like okay, well, obviously I'm going to use this one that's accessible. And yeah, who? It's hard to then (laughs) suss out the difference between like value, bang for your buck between the two courses too. So it's hard to suss out all the resources out there. Exactly. And that's absolutely correct. It, it, it is hard. So, um, and I think one of my downfalls with Ruby w- and sort of trying to jump into Ruby on Rails was I didn't fully understand Ruby. So when something broke in Ruby on Rails, yeah. it was just like, I don't, I don't know. Like I understand this thing feels like magic, but you know, at some point you got to know the, you know, what's behind the trick. <laughs> and, yeah, the foundational pieces of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was just lost if something broke. And then on <laughs> top of that, I was thinking, okay, at, this is where it kind of picked up. I was like, maybe I can try to look for a job. And okay. you look for jobs and you look at those descriptions and it's just, it's almost like, wait, I have to know this too. Oh, and I have to know this other technology as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not enough to have those. Yeah, just like the Rails and Ruby piece. It's like, oh, and then whiteboarding and, you know, big O notation (laughs) and all these just like kind of gatekeeping things that they use early in that recruitment phase of things. Oh, God. And and at that time, I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even know about big O notation at that time. Yeah, how do you name what you don't know? Yeah, and... So it was just like just normal web technologies, I guess, just like uh, web. Uh, actually, I don't think Webpack was out at that time, or maybe it might have been, but very early. But it was like Gulp and SCSS. Yeah. Like I understand CSS, but then I got to like actually know SCSS or uh, or SAS mm-hmm. or it's just like, oh, my goodness. Nope. Nope. Forget this. Ugh. Forget it all. And then okay. that's where it's like, OK, I'm, I'm now graduating. I'm I'm. I'm working at Joseph A. Bank. And then 2016, 2017, I decided I was going to listen to my cousin. And it's like, you know what? Let me learn Python. Eh, look at <laughs> it, it hurt, right? Like, it, just let me learn it. So I, yeah. I, this time I truly decided, okay, I'm going to learn Python first 
and then I'll move on to something else. Okay. And that nice. something else was Django framework for back end. And I'm I'm learning more and I, I feel like I'm doing great. I, I did build uh, something for a small company and I was like, okay, cool. I'm solid here. Like, I think I can apply. And, you know, that's as- the moment that you felt ready to, I, it, it's interesting. We spent a lot of time on here kind of talking about when do mm-hmm. folks feel like they suddenly have or it's time to start applying because there's mm-hmm. so many excuses you can tell yourself of, you know, I'm not ready or, you know, I, I need to just keep learning or get, you know, brush up my skills. So it was once you had a product that someone bought or you were able to build something for someone and, you know, get a paycheck for that, that you were like, oh, I can, you know, start applying for a full-time thing. Yeah, essentially that, you know, that's what you think, right? And and I think that is a good, you know, time to start applying. Definitely. You know, I I think I got hit with that same kind of imposter syndrome thing again when I was looking at jobs because there was a time gap now. Like new technologies Mm -hmm. came up when from when I tried to start learning Ruby on Rails to now when I started learning. So it's you look at it and it's just like, what? Like Again, like I don't understand some of this like at all. And also this is now where I'm starting to realize, oh, there's there's a such thing as algorithms and data structures that I'm missing out on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, yeah. in the yeah. world am I doing so that here? on top of like keeping up with what's new in the tech stack of your choice? Mm-hmm. And, you know, how do you, oh my gosh, there's always going to be a reason, I suppose, um, for like that exactly. negative self-talk and imposter syndrome. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh gosh. So I, I took a step back again and was just like, uh, I'll... While I still do like Python and Django stuff on the side, it's just because mm-hmm. I do like kind of back end web stuff. So I might just nice. do something on the side or whatever the case may be. Right. Okay. But 2018 comes around and I said, you know what? For, forget this. Like I'm I'm not even going to like at the beginning even worry about getting a job. Mm-hmm. I just really like mobile. I, I see what okay. mobile can grow to. Let me just learn iOS. Let me lean into that specifically. Let me lean into that. Let me, you know, because I kind of had an app that I wanted to build in my head. Mm -hmm. Just like, let me just do it. Not really caring for if I'm going to get a job or not. Let me just learn it. Let me learn the language. Let me learn Swift. I love it. And we'll go from there. Hello, We Belong Here listeners. Today's episode is sponsored by the new We Belong Here Discord community. I recently have been thinking about ways to continue the conversation with guests after each episode, to foster our community, share resources, and stay connected to both the guests and listeners. And I'm excited because we've created a We Belong Here Discord server. What is Discord, you might be asking? Well, it's a voice, video, and text communication service to talk and hang out with your friends and communities. I know, neat, right? It will be a place for us to connect, share resources, mentor, and build community together. Everyone is welcome, and it promises to be an incredibly inclusive space. It's important to me that everyone has an inclusive community where everyone feels welcome and supported. And this could be yours. If this sounds like something you'd be interested in joining, please do. The link to join is bit.ly slash we belong discord. That's bit.ly forward slash we belong discord, D-I-S-C-O-R-D. Or 
find a link in my bio on Twitter or Instagram at Lolo Coding. I'm super excited to see you there. Well, and that's cool then because the motivation there is intrinsically driven based on just curiosities and you have a passion for it. And so that helps kind of keep the motivation there almost like, yes, getting a job and landing that is a big one for folks. But also if you're just really into it, that also kind of helps it as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I, I decided that I would create a social like my social medias to just share and like not care nice. what anybody would say is just doing it like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Nice. You like it or you don't. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I'm doing it. <laughs> right. Yeah. But surprisingly, like the feedback from people was like amazing. Like it was huge. Mm. It's like, oh man, everybody's like, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. And so eventually I started thinking like, okay, I think I can, I, I kind of do want to apply for jobs now or, well, not jobs now, but I think that's going to be the goal for me is to get a job in this now. Um, Got it. And so that transition to wanting to do that is now when I started learning like, really start getting into data structures, algorithms, you know, really practicing all of those uh, on top of building my, my personal projects. And it, it was a long time because again, I'm working, I'm still at my sales job. Mm -hmm. I have a family, I have two small children, right? And so yeah. there was a lot of struggle, <laughs> um, yeah. but you know, from That's when I started to juggle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I guess my journey from when I started learning Swift to when I got my job was 19 months. So it's a long time. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's I, good to say that though and share that yeah. for listeners because it's easy to get discouraged. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. keeping that your motivation up was was a huge thing to to try to do. And luckily I was able oh. to. A hundred percent. So are, were you able to land an iOS focused role once you found Yelp? Yeah. So that is my day to day. I work on iOS. I work, uh, I work on, uh, or when I started, I was working on the, the main app, the one that everybody sees, we call it the consumer yeah. app. Uh, but now I'm cool. mostly focused on our business app, which mm -hmm. most people don't see. It's pretty much only businesses see it. The business side of it. Well, good for mm -hmm. you. That is incredible. Congratulations on finding that role and yeah, not giving up. I think that that determination and resilience and grit and everything that it takes to, you know, self-teach. And I, I'm sure there were a lot of applications and interviews and you yeah, can empathize with it all. But yeah, congrats. It sounds like it's a good fit. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I, I absolutely, I absolutely love it uh, so far. I, I really do. They were, I, I end up having four offers, Yelp included in one of those. And nice. Yelp was just like the obvious choice for me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I, I'm glad I made that choice. I'm glad I moved from Atlanta to the Bay Area, California course, family was all on board for it too. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a big transition to make the, you know, move career wise, but then also geographically as well. Yeah. Just a, a lot of leaps of faith kind of combined into one. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I I have to give credit to my regional manager from my last job because there was one day I just came to her and I'm just like, you know, I I like being here. I like what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I love the path that I'm on. By the way, when I left, I was leaving in the middle of being in a leadership program. <laughs> oh yeah. So like I'm essentially on a path to move from just being sales to being a manager and running my own location. So mm. it's like if I if if I do that, I'm never leaving this job. Like I Yeah. Like it's I just won't be. Like I I will have people under me essentially that I am accountable for, right? So if sure. like my location fails, like a lot of people fail. So like if I do that, mm-hmm. like I am all into that. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just try, see what happens, really go for it, really start applying to everything. And if I don't get it, cool. I'll I'll be a manager in a branch uh, of a branch. If I do get yeah. it, then it's just a win as well. Absolutely. So, uh, but I have to give credit to my regional manager because he was just like, look, if this is what you want to do, if this is what you're passionate about, she knew I really like tech, but I don't think she knew the, the, the depth of it. She's just like, yeah, go for it. I completely understand. I don't want to hinder anything that you love. Right. Mm, And then I think, yeah. And, and that talk kind of just put a fire under me was like, you know what? I got support. Right. Mm-hmm. from the company that I work for, essentially. Mm-hmm. Let me just, let me, let, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I, I think that that is, can be so encouraging to know that your community behind you is rooting for you also and wants to see you succeed and find that role. And yeah, it's just an important component in the journey, I think. And do you see, do you end up seeing your past in, you know, studying psychology, but really sales? Has that helped you today in your role as a software engineer? I think so. I, and I say that because I think a core skill that software engineers and really anybody should have is being Mm -hmm. communicate with others and being able to actually transfer whatever ideas you have in your head (laughs) Absolutely. To someone else clearly and concisely. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what I was able to gain through my sales experience. I mean, naturally, I, I'm i an introvert. You know, I prefer to be, you know, in my room doing <laughs> stuff at my computer or whatever the case may be. But through, you know, events that I threw in, in college and mm-hmm. eventually sales, I was able to sort of Turn on, ex- turn on being an extrovert and being able to talk to people and converse with them in any way that I need to. So if I need to uh, motivate someone, I can do that. If I need to transfer information, just general information to someone, I can. If I need to sure. actually persuade someone to do something, <laughs> I can. <laughs> Yeah, which is incredibly useful. Yeah, I, I, that's ultimately what sales is, right? It's that communication and 
figuring out what's going to work best to convey a message and a goal. And we use those sort of things all the time in software engineering. So I definitely can see how they translate. Speaking of, we kind of just tiptoed towards that uh, event organization wise. Uh, you are the organizer of iOS Dev Happy Hour. Should we talk about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can. Of course, of course. Of course. Yeah. Well, tell me um, the story behind it, what it is, and how folks can get involved if they're curious to learn more. Yeah. So iOS Dev Happy Hour pretty much came about because at my job, we've had happy hours like after we've done like a project or completed a project. So sure. after one of them, I, th- I just went on Twitter and was just like, Man, I really wish like we should have a, you know, and I said, and in quotation marks, like an iOS dev happy hour type event where we can just come together, hang out. And, you know, this was not me thinking that I'm going to create this thing and go do it. It's just me putting it out into the universe, essentially. Like, this is something I would like to see. And the mm-hmm. response was just like, yeah, we should do it. I joined, but like, you should do it. Like you do it. Right. When's it happening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh yeah, I'd come to that. When is it happening? You mm-hmm. should do it. And that's just like, uh, uh, all right, let me, let me try to figure out something. So I think uh, in a week I was just like, all right, here's the event link, you know, it's going to be on zoom and this is what we're going to do. And I think the first event had like 89 registers, uh, 49 people showed up and I was just like, Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. That feels and so cool. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was incredible. It really was. Cause I, I mean, I thought maybe five to 10 people, honestly, mm-hmm. I would have been fine with just one person and we just talking <laughs> and, and, you know, rock out, but 49 yeah. people showed up and How luckily I was prepared, <laughs> you know, just in case, <laughs> you know, sure. Right. You know, for my years of throwing events, like, you know, you got a plan for, Mm -hmm. you know, when a lot of people show up. And so, uh, really the format of it, at least, uh, now is just like uh, at the beginning of the event, you know, that you'll hear stories of either people who just got their job in, and as an iOS developer, or maybe if they didn't just get their job, but just hear their journey from whatever they were doing to iOS development, or you hear about someone who just created their first app. Uh, Maybe someone will speak about an opportunity that, you know, their company is offering. And then we go into something we call breakout rooms, which I think Zoom is really great at because I I Mm -hmm. think they're the only ones who do this uh, as far as, you know, between Zoom and Google Hangouts, because that was an option. Uh, that was going to be an option, but we now break this larger group down into six to eight person groups. So now, you know, instead of seeing all these faces, you now get to connect with people it's more intimate, on, a, on yeah. a much deeper level now. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really so cool. like that, that aspect of it. And that's why most of the time of the event is doing that. I didn't want to have a meetup, we'll call it, that's like everything else. Like even when we were in person, right? You go to a meetup and it's mostly people talking at you. And, you know, there's 15 minutes at the end of the event for so-called networking, but it's only 15 minutes because, you know, the the building's closing soon. (laughs) So you Mm -hmm. you have to leave. You only get 15 minutes because you have to leave in 15 minutes, right? And I said, you know what? No, like, that's trash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mind you, I do think there's great meetups, but if it's meant for for networking, 
no, that's trash. So I decided to let's make this idea of people talking with you versus at you Mm -hmm. the majority of the event. And that's what those breakout rooms are for. Um, Okay, so folks in the rooms get kind of, you know, questions that you hope that they will talk about and touch on. Do you have a moderator in each room? How does that how do you do that piece of it? So I just let it be free flowing, right? People can talk about whatever they want to talk about. If they want to talk about iOS development, they can. If they want to ask for advice, they can. If they want to talk about Star Mm. Wars, they can. Right. There was I remember a whole group came back from the first breakout room that we had and was like, yeah, all we did was talk about Star Wars. Like somehow the whole group end up being, you know, fans of Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, that's great. Right? Yeah. If you can find like that natural organic connection, uh, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I do have questions that, that I, I put forth to people and in, in from like a, a Google doc. However, Mm-hmm. Most people end up not using them, which is fine. Yeah. Right. Like I, oh, definitely. I have in that same Google Doc, you know, just games you can play. Most people don't. They just have a really good time just talking with people uh-huh. naturally, and and it's awesome. Scheduling of this event is what happens at the beginning, and how many <laughs> how many breakout rooms I'm going to do, which is which is always two. And how I'm going to end the event, right? That's sure. Anything in between that of what you do in the breakout room is absolutely <laughs> up to you all. Wow. And so, and I think that that free flow kind of ability is what makes the event so mm-hmm. great. You know, it's not targeted yeah. to no, only I iOS development learning. It's not targeted to you know uh, some specific technology. It can be if the room decides, but it doesn't have. Yeah. To be. I like that. Uh, Well, I mean, I'm sure the community, you know, shares their appreciation, but wow, that is really cool to do for folks. And it's just, I love it. Thank you for, you know, being, I don't know, taking the time to do that. It's no small thing to organize a month. Is it monthly? Yes, it's once a month. And I kind of allow people on Twitter to vote when the next one is going to be. I just put times <laughs> of like when I know I'm available. It's, it's Sure. It to, Start there. Yeah. It seems to <laughs> always be uh, on a Saturday at that one to one thirty range cool. uh, on the uh, Pacific time. So that just seems to always win. But okay. I have other times that I place, right? You know, but I, mm-hmm. whoever, whichever time wins is the one that wins. And if it ever changes, it changes. It used to be at 530. The first two was at 530 on a huh. Friday. And then I guess uh, the UK people in the UK got a hold of it. was like, I want to join. <laughs> and, so, uh, yeah. and 530 it's their time is like, yeah, it's way too late. So it was like, we're going to yeah, choose this one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, that is incredible. I mean, well, listeners... Be sure to check it out. I will include all the links in the show notes. And it's funny, I uh, was editing an episode of the podcast this morning, and it was Frank Foster, and he okay. shouted uh, your 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 program out because that community was what really supported and helped him find his iOS role. And so it's so neat to hear the ripple effects that you're having, and you know, just like the positive work that that's doing. Yeah, and I I love Frank. He he is he is a champ. He really is. Oh, it's a great conversation. And I, I actually, he helps me with iOS uh, Dev Happy Hour now. He helps. Uh, nice. Basically, he's an admin for our Slack channel, and oh, great. really helped yeah. me figure out like what's you know what needs to be there. Him, I have Adrian. I now have a, another person, Ting. She's helping me as well. 
Uh, and they're now going to be co-hosts for this iOS develop uh, dev happy hour uh, to the point where cool. they can, you know, kind of do moderator things while I'm, mm-hmm. you know, doing other things. <laughs> yeah, it's a way to um, let it scale naturally, yeah. right? And to bring folks that are enthusiastic into those roles. Uh, yeah, that is, that's incredible. Yeah, um, I have to share this okay. quick story about the last one. Oh, okay. sure. So the last event. Of course. Uh, the last event. It had, it had 371 uh, <gasps> iOS developers, right? Oh my goodness. So when you when you have like these large events, especially on Zoom, you you kind of open yourself up to I guess attackers, right? Or Zoom bombers. Um Sure. So, yeah, it's kind of why I asked about the moderation piece. Yeah. And, and and because of that is when Adrian and Frank was like, "Hey, look, we can we can help you with this, right?" And I was like, yeah. "Yes." <laughs> um so it was in, it was in the middle of this story of this gentleman's story. And it's a it's really a heartfelt story, really deep story uh, about his journey, um, mm-hmm. uh, especially with mental health. Right. It's it's super powerful. But a Zoom bomber came in and is just like, whoa, like what is going on? And so finally, you know, we got it under control. We were able to mute the gentleman. And so the, mute the Zoom bomber. And so the speaker, uh, he just continued his talk. And after he continued, uh, finished his talk. The Zoom bomber uh-huh. unmuted and apologized, like apologized huh. and left himself <gasps> and left left the event himself. He was just like, look, I, I'm Stop. sorry. I, you know, I, I, I really am touched by your story. Like, I, I just wanted to wow. do something funny, but like, it wasn't cool. And wow. I'll leave. Right? Like, wow. Oh my gosh. I mean, when do you hear yeah. trolls apologizing for their behavior? Exactly. Exactly. So I was just like floored in in a sense. And people were just like, that's mm-hmm. the power of, you know, this community. Like, yeah, like, that's it. That's a very tangible example. Wow. Gosh, you know, it's just everything, really. <laughs> yeah. it, it really is the root of it all. And uh, uh, yeah, I think fine. It's, you know, the community connection piece is just like how we find the roles that we're excited about and how we continue learning, how we pick new things that we want to learn and find inspiration and motivation. So it's, um, it's neat to, yeah, that you're providing this for folks, but then also I'm sure, you know, you get something out of it also. And so, yeah, a lovely, lovely thing. And I can't wait for listeners to join in on the next one. (laughs) Yeah. We've got our first sponsor realm. Uh, they're, you know, database company. So, people will be able to come and learn more about realm and yeah it's it's awesome awesome that is so that's incredible okay so let's see i um i do always kind of want to check in on folks and understand if there are any you know life lessons that you've learned from your transition to tech that you could share before we wrap things up uh life lessons definitely and i i think i say this a lot so if anybody listening has heard this before i'm sorry <laughs> but i think it's important and it's you know just understand that your journey is your journey right you don't mm. need to compare yourself to someone else's journey i know when i was coming up i you know essentially i when i decided that i wanted to get a job in iOS development. It was like, oh man, I, I see all these stories that are like, oh, developer in three months, developer. Yeah. Oh gosh. Months, 
right? Developer. Toxic. Yeah, that comparison game. Oh, no, no. Exactly. And you have to realize that everyone's situation is different, right? For me, Mm -hmm. I could only... I could only study or learn when everybody was asleep, when my family was asleep. So that was like at that 930 range till whenever I went to whenever I went to sleep, right? So it could be three hours, four hours, five hours, mm-hmm. right? Where someone else who's getting that job in three months, six months, can spend 16 hours a day, right? Ugh. So yeah. you, you got to understand yeah. that everyone's journey is different. The person who's doing three to six months could live in California where they're hiring a lot for it. Right. Where you never know those different things. It depends on location, you know, the time you put into learning. Uh, It's so, Mm -hmm. it's so many factors that can alter your journey. So if you just understand that your journey is your journey and no one else's, then I think you, you start to feel a little bit more comfortable, right? Again, I say I got my job in, in 19 months from when I started learning Swift to, you know, that's a long time, right? And a, a lot of yeah. sleepless nights. But for me, I knew it was mm-hmm. going to be temporary. I remember I went to sleep a couple times at like 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, knowing I have to be at work at 8 uh, and being at work at 8, right? Yep, of course. So, no, uh I knew it was temporary. I mean, I appreciate you saying it. Yeah. And it's just, I'm sure there were a lot of moments where you probably questioned this choice too, especially when you, you know, come month 17, 18, feeling like, wait, okay. It seems like other people, you know, it's just, yeah, it's hard to fight that comparison game and to see folks, you know, doing it super fast. And I don't know. It just, I... I'm sure there were down moments in it, but it's mm-hmm. cool that you were able to stick with it and not give up. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've talked to people that I, especially on Twitter who, you know, were studying just like me and would end up getting a job before me. And it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. But, you I know, know, I know I'm, I'm not a jealous person. I mean, it, there's a little bit of jealousy, like, oh man, I wish that was me, but never like malicious jealousy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, why they get it? No, it's just like, no, 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 no. Congrats. Right. And it's just like, well, I guess I got to get on mm-hmm. my game. Right. You know, it's, you know, let's, let's do it and let's get it done. Um, yeah. Well, um, uh, I, it's, I'm so happy that you have found an incredible role for you too. So again, congratulations, but, oh, I, you know what? I have a couple rapid fire questions before we end things. Uh, favorite app on your phone. I got to ask the iOS developer. <laughs> uh, right now it's honestly clubhouse. I am yeah. loving this app so much right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I yeah, that's what you and I run uh, in a room. You know, just thirty minutes before we started this. Yeah, it's, it's so fun. It's, I've, it's just yeah. There's such a different level of like conversation and interactivity that I wasn't expecting to discover. And it is, it is very exactly. Neat. It's 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 so fun. You you get into some really great conversations, some really great rooms. Um, and I understand mm-hmm. that not everybody, of course, can just drop everything and just listen into, you know, a, a great talk. But if you can, no. it's amazing. <laughs> Most yeah. of the time. Usually I'm definitely doing something else, right? Yeah. Like I'm unloading the dishwasher or, yeah, like walking the dog. But it is. And actually, they continuously, I keep getting more invites from them. So if you are listening, um, please reach out via Twitter uh, and say that you, you know, Heard that I had extra invites from the podcast, and I'm happy to send one your way because, yeah, I, I have a bunch. Awesome, awesome. It, it does require currently iOS still, but it will I, um, be to Android soon. So that's 
you know, um, will be a great feature. Yeah, I did hear that uh, they were but, looking for uh, or started looking for uh, yeah. Android developers. So um, uh, that's great. That, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay. How would you define your style of learning? My style of learning, it was a technique that a gentleman gave me uh, when I went mm. to a meetup one time. And it was a technique called learn, try, apply. And really simply, like it's it's called the first stage is learn. And that's when you're just reading documents, watching mm-hmm. videos, right? Consuming. Consuming, yeah. exactly. And I call it the consuming stage because because like you, you can't use the same word to define a word. Like you can't, you can't say, oh yeah, the <laughs> learn stage is where you learn. Yeah, right? sure, <laughs> sure. I just call it the consuming <laughs> stage, the inf- information gathering stage, yeah. basically. And you're just reading documents, watching tutorials and whatnot. But, you know, he said it's like that, that you can't stop there. You know, you actually have to try yeah. what you're doing, right? So whether it be copying exactly what that thing said, that book or that video said, sure. copy it exactly. And essentially, the last step is apply it. Now you got to take that information Mm -hmm. that you just consumed, take that information that you just tried, and now apply it to something completely different, right? Try it in your own app. Try it somewhere else. Try to fix or uh, fix something in the prior thing that you were doing with it. That kind of became my learning strategy. I did end up writing an article on it. I wish I remember the gentleman's name because it's 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 literally what I did when I was learning Swift and now I have a job. And so... Oh, well, this is, you know, a good attribution <laughs> in itself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I don't even know why uh, I was there you, at that meetup because it was on like a, a C meetup. language. And it's like, I <laughs> I was when I was breaking in, I was going to literally and I was living in Seattle. I went to every single meetup at, that I could find. <laughs> and in Seattle, there was one every single night. Yeah. So I would show. Yeah, I'd be a bit Java. I've never I still haven't touched Java. <laughs> and I was exactly I, I just trying to, you know, learn. I was really into just like learning every single word that I didn't know. And I would write them all down in a handwritten notebook and then go Google them afterwards. And I just thought for some reason, you know, if I build up a vernacular, like a strong lexicon, <laughs> yeah. I can hang then. But, you know, yeah. I should have been really keeping that online because, you know, where is that notebook now? Who who knows? Yeah. It's old habits die hard. But <laughs> And I really like the question that the gentleman asked me, by the way, like to start our, our conversation, like originally it was just like, you know, normal introduction. Oh yeah. It's like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I was just sure. thinking about interest of uh, getting into tech or whatnot. And he just, he yeah. asked me, you know, how do you learn, right? How do you just start off with that question, uh, just meeting somebody? Yeah. Right? And dive deep. Yeah. And <laughs> me being a psychology major, like I, my learning and memory teacher would probably smack me with the answer that I gave. I was just like, uh, I, I read like, right? Mm. Like, duh, like that's what I do. I read. <laughs> <laughs> Guy was like, no, uh-uh, no, 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 no. This is here. Here's this tip for you. Let's <laughs> tease that apart. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. So I, I love that question though, because it, it really, you know, that how do you learn it, it? It really takes you deep into really trying to figure out what is the best way for you to learn. And for me, absolutely, it's kind of being yeah. hands-on and essentially applying what I, mm-hmm. I just consumed. You have to. And it's an important thing to think about, you know, listeners, if in prep for interviewing too, if you can speak to how you learn, if it's a tech stack that you're talking to, or, you know, it's an interview and the 
there's stuff in the, in their kind of portfolio that you don't know yet, you can speak to how you will learn it. And just that awareness and ability to communicate that is a huge thing for hiring managers. And so I just think it's, you know, um, an important like thought exercise to do to really be able to step back and think about, all right, what's the best way for me to take on new concepts and to, as you say, apply them. Um, so yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, okay. If you could go back in time, tell yourself some bit of wisdom, when would you pick and what would you say? I don't regret any of the, the jobs that I've had. Um, so it's like, man, I learned a lot from them, uh, especially communication. Right. So I think I would just jump back to the beginning of my Swift journey, iOS journey, mm. and kind of just repeat what I I, um, I said earlier is just look, it's going to take time. Yeah. It's just it's going to take yeah. time, right? It's your journey, you know. Just trust the process, and you'll be mm. fine. Oh, I love that. What uh, what's something you are going to learn next? I think I'm going to move a little bit into AR. Uh, so augmented reality. Oh, cool. um, I really yeah. like some of the cool things that I've been seeing online that people are doing and is absolutely, absolutely incredible. And considering so cool. that there's, there's at some point in time, and I think very soon, there's going to be glasses that people can just wear yeah. like and yeah. like cool glasses. Like it's going to be... It, it's going to be a part of style where these AR glasses mm-hmm. are going to fit you properly and, and look nice. And so mm-hmm. uh, being a part of that wave essentially is something I'm kind of, cool. yeah, kind of, kind of interested. I love in. that. That's exciting. This is the last one. What's the good book you've read recently? A good book that I've read recently is I was going to say a programming book, but I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to say it's uh, a book called Extreme Ownership. Mm. And it was a book that I received from my sales job because that was a book like essentially required for our leadership program. So, yes, I've read other books be- between yeah. then and, and now. Right. Of course. But it's that's the one that sticks out. Yeah. No, it's um, and, and, it sounds good. And the reason why it sticks out is and I don't I don't want to make this podcast go longer than it needs to be. But it's <laughs> there's a key point in my sales job at my last one where I had moved from Atlanta and moved to Charlotte, Mm. North Carolina with the same company. They moved me. And my manager in Atlanta told me, when you go up to Charlotte and you're handling these accounts, make sure Mm -hmm. you think of it as it's your own business, right? Mm. And every decision that you make, it's you're making it for your business. For yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So... When now, when I receive this book called Extreme Ownership, now during this leadership program, and I read it, and it's just like hitting on so many great things. Because if something fails, if you're an extreme, if you're you know applying this extreme ownership, if something fails along the line, it ultimately yeah. starts with you. Yeah. So, I love that book. I think it's. It's super powerful. Do you have to be as extreme? I don't know, <laughs> but it wouldn't hurt. It's an interesting <laughs> exercise to think about, yeah, though. But it wouldn't hurt, <laughs> right? 
you know, because yeah. the person who wrote it, I cannot remember if, if, if what branch, but he was in the military, right? And so this type of extreme ownership and leadership type thing is just mm. super important there, right? If something goes wrong, it's ultimately the leader's fault. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, it's an interesting like thought kind of exercise to go through, sure, any stage of your of your career. Uh, I'll be sure to include a link to that in the show notes, everyone. But okay, Alan, make your shout out. What would you like listeners to go check out? I would love for people to go check out iOS Dev Happy Hour if you're interested. Yeah. If you're, you know, if you're interested in iOS development, you know, you haven't started learning, just interest you, join. If you're currently learning and you're aspiring dev, please come. If you're a current iOS, you know, you're hired, join. If you're a manager of mobile teams, join because we have all of these people at the event already. So you'll be able to connect with people just like you. I mean, my director of engineering came to, uh, came to uh, events ago and he loved it. Right. So that feels so good. I love that. uh, Come out to iOS dev happy hour. If you're interested in just programming in general, I think, Join Twitter and try to find a community. Definitely. Just try to find a community, especially during times like this where, you know, face-to-face contact is hard. Try to find the community and yeah, be a part of it. Yeah. Be a part of the conversations. Absolutely. And and Alan, where can people find you online? So you can find me on Twitter. My at is coding, coding, <laughs> uh, coding, un, is it underscore coding. It's a, a funny, I don't know if it's a funny story behind that name, but We'll talk. We can talk about that later another time. As in the yeah, like the medicine. <laughs> yeah, <Is> that- <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I, I can go ahead and share. So, um, <laughs> one time, my my girlfriend was came in the room and she was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Codeine, like the medicine." And she like she she heard it, but she didn't hear it. So she like walked out and came back in. Was like, "Wait, what?" What are you talking about? And I was like, no, no, just joking. I'm coding, like the actually programming. Uh, right? <laughs> and, and then like I would I would say that joke like multiple times. But then eventually, before I even created my socials, I was like, oh, wh- yeah. what name can I create? And then I used that. And then I really decided, okay, what does this mean? Like if anybody ever asked me why this thing, coding, coding, <laughs> right? And so I figured, you know, coding, the, the medicine can help solve you know, problems. It it actually has beneficial qualities to it, right? And so when you apply that to coding, programming, right, you know, you're Mm -hmm. out there to solve problems, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's also like some double entendre of like addiction, maybe. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like you're so so addicted to problem solving. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And so that's exactly what I, I, I use, I, I, basically explain it as it's like yes you're there to solve problems and you know at the same time these solving problems can be addictive right and and for me it is like i really love solving problems i really love coding and whatnot Mm -hmm. um and i really love adding value so that's me (laughs) coding coding you i love it (laughs) well uh again thank you so much for sharing your journey your advice and everything in between with the community and the listeners today i so so appreciate you and yes listeners go check him out thank you thank you thank you for having me again (laughs) (laughs) have a good day and that's a wrap on today's episode I'm Lauren Lee. Thank you for listening to We Belong Here. If you have any questions about this or any other episode, 
Find me on Twitter at Lolo Coding. That's L-O-L-O-C-O-D-I-N-G. Shoot me an email or leave a comment on the We Belong Here website. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please subscribe and review the show on your podcast player of choice. And be sure to check us out next week for another story and lessons learned from an unconventional path to tech.